Welcome to the Beckham Down Podcast. This is your host, Coach Johnson. In this episode, we're going to be talking a little about the NBA news of the new Grizzlies hire, as well as Game 5 from the Los Angeles Clippers Denver Nuggets series, and Game 7 from the Boston Celtics Toronto Raptors series. To start the show off, let's talk about the Grizzlies' new hire. As the Grizzlies have hired MIT women's coach Sonia Ramon as an assistant coach, she was the head coach of Massachusetts Institute of Technology during Ramon's tenure at MIT. She produced two NCAA tournament bursts for the program while the engineers compiled a 91-45 and record in her final five seasons. Following her first season in 2008-2009, MIT's record improved in each of the next five seasons. The engineers enjoyed unprecedented success under Ramon winning the program's first two New England Women's and Men's Athletic Conference championships in 2018 and 2019 and reaching the championship game in 2020. This marks the franchise's second women's hire for the coaching staff as she replaces Neil Ivey, who left for the head coaching position at the University of Notre Dame. In the first game of the night, we had Game 5, of the Los Angeles Clippers-Denver Nuggets series. Denver was trying their best to get Jokic the ball on the move early in Game 5. That's a little bit of a change from Game 4. Clippers were really locked in defensively to begin this game. And early in this game, they were sending a double team at Jokic in the mid post. But this also came from the nail, just like in Game 4. The Clippers really needed to do a better job on the glass as they had given up a couple offensive rebounds early in the game to keep the Nuggets around. One thing that the Nuggets didn't do well in this first quarter was having the ball screen coverage on Paul George be a drop coverage, letting Jokic sit back and let Paul George get downhill rather to attack Jokic or snake it and find an open jump shot. You know, this has been a problem for the Nuggets defense to deal with is the amount of shooters that the Clippers possess. Going back to Paul George, it's just been a really great series for him after struggling in the Mavericks series. His defense, particularly on Jamal Murray, has been the most impressive thing in this series. But he's starting to get his shooting touch back as well as he's shooting in the low 40s percent in this series. Landry Shamet was doing a lot of good things in this game, but something I picked up on is just how much of a good ball screener he is and how he is able to flare perfectly into open threes off of that. It's one of his best skills and something they need to utilize a lot more. The thing that the Clippers let happen too much in this game was allowing Denver to chip away 
at the free throw line, sending them to to the stripe just way too many times, fouling because of their aggressive nature nature on defense. You know, and you just can't have something like this in a game like this when the Nuggets are trying to do everything they can to stay in it. One thing I had a problem with Denver's offense in the first half is that they took too many long twos, which just aren't efficient for this group outside of Jamal Murray, Jokic, those guys. But for the Clippers, they only had a few corner three attempts, and I really felt like they were going to try to seek that more as they tried to close this game out. A thing that has favored the Clippers all series long started to show back up again in Game 5, which was a slower pace. Patrick's Beverly, Patrick Beverly's weak side digs when Jokic was catching on the paint on the block and spinning near the paint have been really on point throughout the last two games. Denver is doing enough to hang around and hang around and hang around, and that's dangerous, especially with what happened in the second half as the Denver's role players started contributing alongside what they were getting from Millsap and Jokic from the starter standpoint. And this just had to worry the Clippers as they started to not play well. Talking about Millsap, he had 12 third-quarter points, and he kept Denver alive. It's wild to me that Lou Williams has not been able to really hit threes at a higher percentage in the bubble, as he's usually very potent from the distance. Denver picked up the defensive intensity at the late stages of the third quarter, moving into the fourth quarter, as the rotations were on point. The Clippers started hesitating and not driving to the basket, which was helping out the Nuggets' defense. The problem is the Clippers refused to attack closeouts by actually driving. They were settling for a lot of jump shots. The Nuggets outscored the Clippers 38-25 in the fourth quarter to extend this series to a game six. A tough loss for the Clippers as they could have secured extra days of rest before a potential Western Conference Finals matchup with the Lakers. I will be back shortly to wrap up the show after a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Now that we're back from the break, let's talk about Game 7 between the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. Robert Williams made an entry early in this game, and I really have been thinking that Steven should get him more minutes when Gasol is in the game, then bringing back Daniel Tice back when Ibaka comes into the game. Jalen Brown was getting some very good looks, but he was just a little long with the jumper, seeming that he might be a little too emotionally driven, amped up, however you want to put it. Nick Nurse made an interesting substitution with some early Matt Thomas minutes, maybe trying to save the legs of his starters as they're going to be playing a lot down a stretch. There was a 15-2 Raptors run to take the lead, And during this time, Boston's bench was just not playing well. Norman Powell was being extremely physical with Kimba Walker off the ball, staying attached to him big time. And the Celtics were trying to run 
Walker threw a bunch of screens, but he just couldn't get free. Norman Powell continued his strong play after you know the points that he was able to score late in the Game 5 blowout, and it really seemed to have gotten him going in this series. He was very good in Game 6 and got off to a great start in Game 7 as well. Brad Stevens called a timely timeout as he saw enough of the open layups that Toronto was getting in transition and in half court, closely resembling a layup line. The defense of Boston was just downright awful in this moment, and their offense wasn't much better because of some of the decisions made by Jason Tatum looking for his own shot turning into what people like to call foul hunting, what James Harden does. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of James Harden at all. It's one of my favorite players. But that's what people like to talk about when Harden draws contact, gets to the free throw line. But Tatum was doing that, and it was not working out well for him and wasting a lot of Boston's possessions. Most of the calls he was trying to get were just calls you're not going to get in a Game 7 in the NBA. All in all, the first half came down to two things. The Celtics couldn't make jump shots, and Toronto kept turning it over. If the Celtics wanted to advance and win this game, winning the first third quarter of the series was going to go a long way. I'm, I understand what Toronto is trying to do to start this quarter by getting Mark Gasol going as he had a poor first half, having the worst plus minus of any Raptors player that entered the game with a minus 20. But for them to waste possessions with straight post-ups for Mark Gasol, just didn't make much sense for me. Finally, Jason Tatum started playing like the player he has for most of the playoffs. And I just was thinking this is the time that the Celtics have to ride him. You know, especially if Toronto is going to zone up Kimba Walker, then Jason Tatum can pick his spots and dominate. Robert Williams came back in as Serge Ibaka came into the game. So I was keeping an eye on what Toronto was going to do, mainly if they were going to work in the pick and pop to make Williams guard on the perimeter. But the Celtics went to a 2-3 zone, hopefully trying to protect Robert Williams a bit against Ibaka in those pick and pop situations. I felt like both teams had a feeling that they should have done more in the long scoring droughts by each team respectively. You know, for Boston, only losing the third quarter by three points is basically basically a win for them. To start off the fourth quarter, there was a lot of excellent ball movement by Boston, and they were being very aggressive off the bounce, leading to them getting into the bonus for the final seven minutes of the game. The main thing for Boston was taking advantage of this. Tatum and Brown still had some costly turnovers in this fourth quarter as they dribbled themselves into some occasional turnovers, but their passing has become 
a lot better than most expected from them, especially at this point in their careers. There was a point in the fourth quarter that Grant Williams was causing more trouble for Boston than impacting the game in a positive way. And Brad Stevens noticed that and brought Daniel Tice in for him, but Daniel Tice quickly fouled out of this game, and Grant Williams was inserted back into the lineup. This forced the Raptors to start attacking him every trip down the floor. But he was able to make up for it with a huge defensive play on Fred Van Vliet to go along with Marcus Smart's chase down block and Jason Tatum's offensive rebound off of a missed free throw from Grant Williams to secure a Game 7 victory as they look forward now to a seven-game series with the Miami Heat. But going back to Toronto, the Raptors put together a legit title defense. One of the best stories all season long. And Toronto fans have to be able to relax and really take the time to enjoy this group, love this group. And they should be proud of their effort. And that wraps it up for this episode of the Back em Down podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please enjoy your weekend. If you want to become a monthly contributor to the show, please click the link at the bottom of the show notes. I hope you all come back for the next episode of the Back Em Down podcast. Take care.